Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. There's a ton going on, tons to get to. We'll have Tracy Beans at the bottom of the hour. We're going to talk about the Durham report. We're going to talk about former President Trump suing everybody. We're going to talk a little bit about the Hunter Biden laptop. Make sure you stick around for that. And, of course, part two of my interview with Joe Pistone, uh, Donnie Brasco, will be in hour number three. Glad to have you along for the ride on your Thursday. I'm feeling all right. Uh-huh. Say what? Got an annoying email during the break, just to let you know. Seems I got to have a change of scene. We guess is why it was annoying. Every night I had Ah, Strangest dream Buddy. Imprisoned by the way It could have been Why? why? Did you, you say the F word to me? Did you say the F word? No, so I did not see the I got to leave before I Stop wow. to scream You're so rude to me the door Let's go Took the key No protein bar stuck in my throat, Carrie. Thanks. Yes, sir. It all right. uh-huh. I'm not feeling too good myself. No. Listen, when were you when you're willing to step out of the plate and entertain the people in song, <laughs> then you can talk, okay? I entertain, I just don't she writes me a, 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 a note about getting a protein bar stuck in my throat. This is how rude this person is. <clears throat> I was concerned. I was concerned. Had to make sure I was ready to speak to the people. I'm a talk show host. You know, part of that is talking. Get it? I got you. I hear you. Thursday, almost Friday. The weekend's almost here. It's how we do. That is Carrie Lockie, Annoying Chocolate Voice. That's Polo. That is Sam getting it done. Appreciate you you being along for the ride as well. Again, Tracy Beans at the bottom of the hour. So, I mean, just stop. First of all, I don't care about ESG or nor ESG score. I will look into it, as I said. I'm going to look into it. I'm going to find out what I can find out about it, and I'll talk about it on my show. A lot of people think it's important. I got this one tweet from a guy who's just desperate. This guy says, ESG, environmental social governance, you need to get up to speed fast. <laughs> a way of locking UNPC companies out of capital markets and segue into social credit world. Better worry. Wow. Uh, no. LM over on Twitter, I will not worry. I don't care what my ESG score is. Now, do I want to be educated on it? Sure. Do, am I somebody who learns about a lot of things? Yes. Uh, do, do I observe for a living? I sure do. And I will learn about this and I'll get myself up to speed. And I'm still not going to be worried about what my ESG score is, whatever that is. And if everybody had the same outlook as I have, then nobody would care about ESG score. The only reason why, why people say the word microaggression and act like it means something is because we have given in to those who said it means something. Somebody made that word up pretty recently, and we somehow have bought into it. I, I have not. I will not buy into a microaggression. That's stupid. Stupid! Anyway, get this annoying email. I won't say the name. Mm. Hey, Joe. Just wanted you to know that most of us here in Kansas, and especially eastern Kansas, love your show. I agree with 99 po- pardon me. Right in the middle of reading Sorry. an email from the from the, from the from the from the listeners. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right, keep going. I agree with 99.9%. Carrie, you can't ask for more than that. Whoa, I know. That's pretty good. Carrie, you can't ask for more than that. Pretty good. 99.9% of things Joe Pags. Hmm. Except I really do not like Megan Kelly. 
I don't have any problem with your liking her. There's a comma for no reason after your. He actually wrote, I don't have any problem with your liking her. I'm sure, that was. <laughs> it's just like a pause. I have to pause there. <laughs> Not one of those all or nothing guys. I just didn't like her Trump exchange. But by, by the way, let me just say this to the writer of the email and to anybody else who holds some sort of a grudge against Megyn Kelly. Megyn Kelly went and interviewed Trump at his office or at his house at Trump Tower after that exchange. They made up. Why would you hold a grudge if they made up? I don't understand. I mean, he, she went and interviewed him. So, I mean, I get it. I hear you. But And I was uncomfortable when I watched that live on television as well. But if they're okay, why aren't you? You know what I'm saying, Carrie? I mean, mm-hmm. okay. You know what He's I mean? He's entitled to his opinion. So. I'll just stop what, it, what his comments were there. Okay. No, no, uh, no. I, please keep going. Keep reading the whole email. Do it. Also, comma, I really think Carrie Lockie is adorable. Oh, that's nice. Keep going. Keep reading. I just wonder when he lost his vision. Story. <laughs> and sensibilities. Terrible. <laughs> I'm sure this won't happen. Oh, now, now it gets creepy. I'm sure this won't happen, but I would really like to meet you both sometime, especially Carrie. Huh. Please share this with her. If you <laughs> Don't would, do please. that. <laughs> Keep it going. We need you out here in the real unwoke world. Girl. <laughs> you my chocolate girl. No. The no. sentence he's so flustered by even telling me how he feels about you that he this is the sentence he wrote. Please share with the please share this with her if you would please. <laughs> okay. He's uh, very Please share this with her, if you would please. Okay. Had he not put that extraneous please at the end, I would have (laughs) shared it with you. Come on. But since he screwed it up and added the extra please, he's done. Now, I'm not going to say your name because i got to be honest with you. This is embarrassing. I'll be honest with you. I love you like a brother. It is a guy. Um, And and we love Kansas. And Kansans. Oh, yeah. Kansas Love you guys. The best. Yeah. But uh, let me say this. It went from, okay, good email, to eh, a little annoying, to dude, full-on creepy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm not going to sing any more about that. Please. But, but when you use the button, that's when it got a little creepy. Please share this with her, if you would please. Well, he's just being very nice, I think. No, no, he's actually flustered. He's like, I just sing love her. Twice. I, love, I love Carrie. Okay. <laughs> he did not say that. Please. Okay. No, share that's this creepy. with her. You need to stop that. If you would please. Stop it right now. Thank you. <laughs> if that email were in voice, that's what it would sound like. It's nasty. All right. Uh, there you go. 888-941-PAGS. JoePags.com. Big news. Holy crap. Big news. We've got the first black female ever confirmed to the Supreme Court. Oh, my God. Carrie, give us something on that. Mm-hmm. From the blaze, the U.S. Senate on Thursday confirmed Katanji Brown-Jackson to the Supreme Court, cementing her place as the first black woman to be an associate justice on the court. Her confirmation is a victory for President Joe Biden, who has made a campaign promise to nominate a black woman to diversify the court. Jackson, 51, was elevated from the U.S. Court of Appeals for the D.C. Circuit after serving for nine years on the federal bench. as She had previous experience as a district judge for the D.C. District Court, had served as vice chair of the United States Sentencing Commission for four years, 
years and was also a federal public defender early in her career. The Senate confirmed Jackson at the Supreme Court in a vote of 53 to 47, with three Republican senators voting with every Democrat in the majority. Senators Mitt Romney, Susan Collins, and Lisa Murkowski supported Jackson's confirmation, each saying that while they may not agree with every opinion she makes, they were confident she was well qualified for the court. This is a wonderful day, a joyous day, an inspiring day for the Senate, for the Supreme Court, and for the United States of America. An exuberant Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer said after the vote, a Jackson will replace Justice Stephen Breyer, who announced he would retire at the completion of the Supreme Court's current term in January. Her ascendancy to the Supreme Court will not change the 6-3 balance with Republican-appointed justices holding the majority. All right. Let's break this down. Carrie, did you know that Mitt Romney voted against her confirmation to the Court of Appeals, the D.C. Court of I Appeals? Did. Yes. What was the source on that story, by the way? Uh, this is from The Blaze. Because that, I didn't like the line that they put. He said that he would nominate a black female to diversify the court. I don't know why they added that part to sort of give him a free pass. That isn't why he did it. He did it to virtue signal. He did that because he thinks it's going to get him more black votes or something or female votes. Um, Janice Rogers Brown. Janice Rogers Brown. She was nominated to the, I believe, the same court. She was nominated to a a court a little bit below the Supreme Court. And um, because some people have misreported this, that she was actually nominated to the Supreme Court. She was not. But she would have been, according to anybody who's a legal scholar, the first black female to be nominated to the Supreme Court had Joe Biden not promised to filibuster. Joe Biden, as a senator, and he got the help of his Klan buddy, Robert Byrd, they decided that they would filibuster to stop this nomination. They did not want this person to be nominated, nor appointed, nor confirmed on the court. Janice Rogers Brown is a black female. She Had she gotten that lower court job, then she would have been next in line. And the, the going thought process is George W. Bush was going to nominate her instead of Alito. Of course, Alito was nominated and confirmed. He's on the court. So instead of Sam Alito, you would have had Janice Rogers Brown. It would have been the first black female to be appointed to the court. And she would not have been appointed because she's a black female. She would have been appointed because she's a contextualist or a textualist, I should say, a constitutionalist. It's somebody who actually believes it's a founding, it's a founding document. It's a foundation. It is chiseled in stone. It is not a living, breathing thing. Of course, you can amend it. That's how you, you chisel new amendments in the stone. But she didn't get that chance because of the racist. Joe Biden. Joe Biden didn't want to see a black female on the court. Now, the argument from the left is, no, he didn't like that she was had this problem with affirmative action or she, he didn't like that she didn't like this other liberal policy thing. You've got somebody right now who just got confirmed. And Mitt Romney is just, he, he's, he's uh, like a masquerading or something. I don't know what his problem is. But to say yes to her for this court, and Susan Collins and Lisa Murkowski, I'm almost not surprised by that. There are a couple of very moderate left-leaning Republicans. On that, I'm not surprised about. But Romney, every once in a while, finds a conservative nugget. Um, he didn't find one today. He should not have voted to confirm this person. And by the way, I think 10 Democrats should have said no to her confirmation. If they care about unborn children, if they care about pedophiles not getting out easy, if if, if they care about people not collecting kiddie porn, then they should have all voted no. Everybody who voted to confirm this person just made life easier for pedophiles, 
for those who collect kitty porn, for abortionists, for those who want to just kill the unborn children. I mean, and she also could not say that she believed people had natural rights. Now, what does that mean? Well, natural rights is the belief that God, a higher power, gives us these rights and government can't take them away. The Constitution memorializes that. It says Congress shall not, the government shall not, shall not be infringed. It says things that the government can't do. But she doesn't believe that we have inherent natural rights or could not say that she agreed with that. She also couldn't define woman, which doesn't make any sense. So if you're celebrating because there's a face you can count that you think somehow represents you, let me say this to all of my black friends who are listening right now. This woman is nothing like you. I'm more like you than she is. She's a radical, leftist, pro-abortionist, light on pedophiles and those who collect kitty porn, cannot wait to take away your rights in, in the First Amendment, the Second Amendment, and beyond. She's nothing like you. She's about as like you as Barack Obama is. A guy who went to school in Indonesia, was raised in Hawaii by his white grandparents. He's nothing like you. He's not from the south side of Chicago. So this appointment and, con- and confirmation, A, went against our values that are equal opportunity for everybody, because only three and a half, four percent of the population was considered for this job. B, you could have had somebody who looked like that and had that same gender in 2005, 17 years ago. And C, is just because she's radical. That's why she's on there. Everybody who's got any sensibility of American values, Judeo-Christian values, should be appalled by this. But instead, Carrie, you know what I saw trending on Twitter today? Mm, what's up? What was it? Black woman magic. Hmm. On this trend, with this confirmation vote, Katanji Brown-Jackson, Supreme Court, Judge Jackson, and black woman magic were all the trends underneath that story. What does that even mean? Do you even know what that means? I do not. Is it because we're white? We're not supposed to know what it means? What does that mean? Um, maybe some other white people know. We just don't. I, I have I'm no really idea. Sure. So your thoughts about the confirmation of this radical, this somebody who, who mirrors Alinsky more than she does somebody who lives in the north side of Chicago dodging bullets. Your thoughts about her being confirmed to the Supreme Court. I think it's a sad day for America. I think it would have been a very happy day for America in 2005 had we seen Janice Rogers Brown get the nomination and the confirmation. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pags Show. Great to have you. Thanks. I appreciate you stopping by. It is the Joe Pags Show. 888-941-PAGS. 888-941-7247. JoePags.com. Appreciate you taking the time. 
Make sure you stop by the website, J-O-E-P-A-G-S dot C-O-M, and uh, sign up for all the all the social media. You know you're on some social media site. I'm probably on there, too. Go and check it out. Go and, uh, and take part. I put a lot of videos up there. We put a lot of our parodies up there. A lot of our segments are up there. Also, my you know the dumb thoughts I have on TikTok or whatever else, they're up there as well. Make sure you go check it out. It is uh, J-O-E-P-A-G-S dot com. If you want to sign up for the newsletter, we're, I think we're close to 20,000 people. We've only had it up a couple of months. So go over there right now and sign up. If you're not signed up, you're one of the few who isn't. So again, just click on newsletter um, and then scroll to the bottom and click on contact. That'll send me an email right to me and, and Carrie, if they're lucky, I can make fun of them. Like I did that guy. Yeah, that'll be really great. I'm sure they'll feel really good about themselves afterwards. And people get really angry when I do that. Listen, I didn't say your name. I, I nobody knows who you are, but just, you know, let's, let's decreep it a little bit. You know what? I'm <laughs> what? Say something like that. Why can I say that? It'd be nice. So you were cool with it? I was fine with it until you started using the button. Please that was... let Carrie see this because I love her, please. <laughs> Come on, man. Please stop. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Let me go to the phone line. It's going to be uh, Gene in Illinois. Gene, what's going on? Hi. Hi, how are you? Living the dream. What's happening? I want to know, uh, how do we know that Brown Jackson is the first black woman on the Supreme Court when she can't even define woman? Listen, that's true. If Clarence Thomas comes out and says, listen, I felt like a woman since 1993, then then she's out. That's it. He's the first, right? Or she? Yeah. It would be the first. I think he should. I think that'd be great. like a woman today. You never know. Exactly right. Well, Gene, thank you. I appreciate that. Going to be Vinny in Minneapolis. Vinny, what's going on? Hi. Hey, Joe, thanks for taking my call. You bet. I am just utterly and truly flummoxed by the logic that she used to justify, you know, her more lenient sentencing for some child pornography cases that she's had. You know, she said, like, with, well, just one click, you can access, you know, over 15,000 files or whatever it was, so much you can do. That's like if I were to go out and shoot somebody, not saying that I would, you know, full disclosure, but if I did, you know, then coming back and saying, well, I only shot the guy once. It's not like I shot him five times. And it it only took one second to pull the trigger. That should not ruin your life. I mean, come on. Yeah, come on. What's the big deal? Vinny, I hear you and I appreciate that. Listen, um, warm, warm salt water. You know what I mean, Carrie? Hmm. Warm salt water. He said he had a problem with flummox. I don't think that's what he meant, though. Oh, okay. Because I'll yeah. go, ah! I'll try to cough it up, and then I'll go with the salt water. The if I have a lot of flum. Yeah, oh, that that's that's something um, different. Yeah. Something different. Something. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Dave Toledo, what's going on? Hi, Dave. How you doing? Living the dream, Dave. Talk to me. Surviving the nightmare. Nice. Uh, I had a question with our new Supreme Court justice. If a case came up involving uh, discrimination, workplace discrimination, would she actually be able to give an honest opinion on that or ruling? Well, why wouldn't she? Tell me what you're thinking. I'm thinking the fact that since Biden came out and said he was going to appoint a a black female and he did that, yeah, that would you know that takes away from her credibility, doesn't it? Well, no, she didn't do anything wrong. It's on him. All right, Dave, thanks. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm trying to follow you. I get what you're saying. She was appointed because of her, her ancestry and because of her gender. I understand, but that wasn't her decision. I mean, somebody called her and said, hey, you want to be a justice? She said, sure, I'll take the nomination. And that would be on Biden you know, more than it would be on her. A better question might be, if a case comes up about child pornography, should she recuse herself? 
Case comes up about pedophilia. Should she recuse herself? Case comes up about abortion. Should she recuse herself? I think those are better questions to ask. I get where you were going, Dave, but it's not on her that she got nominated. I mean, she was sitting at home one day and somebody called her. Said, hey, going to be nominated for the Supreme Court. Are you, are you down? And she says, yes. And then she stands next to Biden as he announces her. Uh, 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Tracy Beans, when we come back, we cover a lot of topics. You do not want to go anywhere. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pags Show. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Always great to have back the boss over at UncoverDC.com. It's Tracy Beans. Tracy, how are you? Good to see you. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great now that I've got a real journalist on the show. I gotta, let's just talk very generically for a second. I mean, like you, Cheryl Atkinson, you know, uh, John Solomon, you know, a few others, Sarah Carter. There really aren't many journalists out there anymore. Laura Logan, I think, is a great one. And, and I mean, other than the four or five that I just mentioned, everybody else, they're like a bunch of a bunch of pretenders, aren't they? They're not it, doing journalism, are they? Not really. It's sad. It really is. There is like a handful of people that I can actually count on to be telling the truth at any given time. So, Do you think that they did it on purpose? And here's what I mean. I got into journalism, not with a journalism degree. So I don't have the big J on my, on my chest. I didn't go to the you know, Berkeley School of your mom's journalism or something. Um, but I knew that I was inquisitive and I wanted to find out the truth. And I wanted to then, after I found it, get disseminated to anybody who wanted to watch or listen. I thought that's what journalism was. You go out and you keep a journal and then you report what it is that you saw or heard or felt or smelled or whatever. Um, it isn't that anymore. It seems to be that the people might have had the same idea that we did, but now they said, yeah, but... I really want it to go this way, so it's okay if I push it that way. You get that feeling too? Yes, there are very they, they journalists today for the most part are corruptible. All it takes to be a good journalist is integrity and you know the ability to research and you know tell the truth even when it's hard. Um, so you don't really need the Berkeley degree. You just need to care about what you're doing and do a good job at it and tell people the truth, even if it's something that they might not want to hear. Because you can't make informed decisions otherwise. So, Did you ever consider bending the knee? And what I mean is you were under attack on Twitter, on any other social media that was a main social media, because you dared tell the truth. They never, ever found anything that was untrue that you were reporting. In fact, you were backing it all up with attribution and, and this is where I got it. And these people say, I mean, you weren't saying, I, Tracy Bean, say this about the laptop or something. Um, did you ever think to yourself, well, maybe let me just back off a little bit so that I can keep my status on these social media networks or so that everybody will come and watch my stuff and not call me, you know, a a non-journalist. Did you ever think about that or not? No, honestly, no. And, you know, it it comes in so many forms. It comes in the form of money where people be like, oh, can I pay you to put this on your website? It comes in the form of, you know, um, money from wherever to do certain things in your columns. And I was always like, no, 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 I won't do that. And so that's why I'm poor. (laughs) <laughs> well, you go. Poor, but a great journalist. It is uh, uh, Tracy Beans. Go to UncoverDC.com, underco- UncoverDC.com. The Department of Justice is supposed to be blind. 
Um, and that's not just a, a figurative statement. In this country, you're not supposed to know anything outside of the facts in any given case. We now know that it is a left-leaning bastion of, of control freaks that will do anything to get to their, their ends. The means don't matter. They just want to get to the same, to the right end. To the point to where even if they make a mistake, it's like they don't even care. Uh, even if they, they overstep their boundaries, like, you know, tapping Trump Tower, which they did. Um, and they said it was because of Carter Page, but it really wasn't. They were spying on a, on a campaign and, or lying about a dossier or lying about Hunter Biden's laptop not really being his and 51, you know, uh, former and current uh, intelligence officers say, well, this is all Russian disinformation. They just, the Department of Justice is supposed to be above that reproach and they're not. And you've got a story that's on UncoverDC.com that just blows my mind. Because I asked you three times when we were starting. What you're saying is they wanted to go and surveil Steve Bannon's attorney or something, but they got the wrong person, and they just kept on doing it. What? Yes. Did I get it right? No. Yes, you did. It's it's terrible. I was reading through the case. Obviously, he's... um fighting his criminal contempt charge for the J6 fiasco. And so in that case, the lawyer advised him not to appear because there were privilege issues from the former president of the United States. And so he said, not a good idea to appear. So the Justice Department decided that he was also a part of the case. So they decided they were going to get subpoenas from a judge, get warrants and spy on his attorney. Now, that could be a story in and of itself, Joe, right? Attorney-client privilege, you know, of course. Kind of tails into the Sussman thing with Durham because that's what they're claiming. It's client privilege for everything. Right. But they they just went in front of a judge, kind of cobbled together a mix of names for this guy um, and made them into email addresses like Bob Smith at gmail.com and assumed that was his email address. They didn't even know what it really was. Come on, dude. Phone numbers, all kinds of stuff, threw it out there and then went and subpoenaed all these companies, Google, Yahoo, T-Mobile, Verizon, like all these companies to provide information on that. But it wasn't him when they got the discovery and the case and started reading into it. The attorney was like, whoa, hold on a second. You were looking for me, but you didn't get me. You got some random poor innocent citizen who lives in Bumblehoo, Idaho, that has nothing to do with any of this. And, and we're and we're paying for this. They're investigating the wrong person because they put out. They basically fished out there on the internet in the hopes of finding the person that they were looking to surveil. Yes, yes. How, how do we not have better technology to not? They don't. They didn't know who the guy was. They they couldn't find out his email address. They they don't care, Joe. They don't care, and that's the thing. It's like you know, I sit here and I get excited when a judge does the right. Thing. Right. That should be the normal course of business. We right. shouldn't have to pray a judge is going to do the right thing. Like, I can't understand this. There need to be consequences for it. In a sane world, can you imagine what would happen if if we just followed the rules the way they were supposed to be followed? What an amazingly beautiful and happy society we'd have. Well, nobody wants that, Tracy. Nobody wants amazing and beautiful, I guess. Uh, especially on the left, they certainly don't. Unless it's they're amazing and beautiful, and it's okay to give 50% or 10% to the big guy uh, and and you know have this laptop that might be mine and might not be mine. And, and now oh, you hear that there are uh, 80,000 more photos that were deleted that they've now recovered. I can't even imagine. The ones he deleted, he thought were the bad ones. I'm just going to put it out there. I, you know what I mean? The ones that he left on the computer, he thought were fine, I guess. So I'm watching that very closely, Joe, and that's one of the reasons why I'm not like necessarily ready to talk about it yet, because you run into issues there in in that the technology, depending on who's using it and how, right. could be different. 
Like how many versions of this are there and how do you maintain data integrity at that point? So I'm being a little cautious about it as I often am, but that doesn't mean that it's not true. It just means that I'm not yet ready to say yes, stamp of approval from Uncover DC. Well, well the, the whistleblower in the case, Jack Maxey, is so scared for his life, he went to like Switzerland. Yep. Uh, he's the guy that says that he found like 450 gigabytes of information that was deleted off the laptop. And again, I mean, my point here is if the stuff that he uh, that he didn't delete, he thought was okay to, to hand into a repair shop, I can't yeah. even imagine what he deleted. But but instead of getting into the details of the laptop, I know that you'll tell me when you're ready to talk about that, because I know when you investigate something, you find out the real skinny. But let me ask you in a very general sense about the collusion that happened to hide the laptop in that story. We still have Applebaum from what, uh, The Atlantic, saying, I still think it's a non-story, even though it's been verified by the, by the New York Times, that it was his laptop. Um, you, you've got people, again, those 51, either former or current intelligence agents, saying this is Russian uh, misinformation, when of course it wasn't. You've got the big guy can't be questioned about it because he was a private citizen for half the time, and his son isn't the president, he's not in an elective office, so now let's ask them about it. But you and I both know, at the Washington, um, uh, Washington Post, the New York Times, ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN, MSNBC, Twitter, Facebook, et al. hid this story. Yes. Now, the details will continue to come out. And again, we'll talk about it more in the future. But the fact is, I saw one study said 10% would not have voted for Biden had they known. 16% in another study would not have voted for Biden had, had they known. I mean, this is the, possibly 10 times worse than Watergate on its best day. It's almost like people colluded to influence the outcome of an election. Shut up. So, uh, no, you're crazy, Beans. So, so uh, the simple question is this. Where the hell are Bernstein and Woodward? Woodward and Bernstein. Where are these two that literally did nothing to uncover Watergate except take, you know, this information from the number two guy at the, at the, CIA, or the, at the FBI, uh, this deep throat guy? They did nothing to get that story other than publish what he handed them that were official papers. Where are they? Where are the journalistic heroes? You're my hero. I mean, I think that you're oh, doing a great job and you'll, you'll do an incredible story on this. But where was the person in October 2020? who was going to break the mold and say, this is so big that I have to do this. The leg, uh, the legacy media is an arm of the U.S. intelligence apparatus. At That's, this sick. Point. That's sick. That's sick. It's true. Um, it's sad, but it's true. And if, if more people realize that they were being propagandized by their government on a daily basis, given whatever narrative they want them to believe, I think we'd be living in a very different society right now. Isn't it, it illegal to commit fraud to, to affect the outcome of an election? They all defrauded I mean, the American voters. They launched a special counsel investigation about our former president based right. on lies they created using that as the guise. So yeah, it's terrible. I mean, think about what would happen if this was Don Jr., God forbid, that did even a, a small fraction of what Hunter Biden did. The photos alone of his personal drug use would be enough for them to call for, for impeachment and be screaming, private citizen or not. The double standard in this country is absolutely abhorrent. Who is going to do something about it? It's up to us to keep screaming about it, of course, but yeah. there needs to be accountability for this stuff. And it seems to me that they are now kind of done with Joe Biden so it's okay to print this stuff. It's the same way that Vanity Fair just came out and did that whole big expose they claim to be breaking about meta um, about the biological labs and stuff having right. to do with, you know, Anthony Fauci and the that they're acting as though that was their story. We've been screaming that for a year and a half. Right. 
I couldn't agree more. It's Tracy Beans, UncoveredDC.com, UncoveredDC.com. She also has sung on some of my parodies. She's got a great singing voice. So um, when it comes to uh, what they did, uh, of course, it was collusion. It was complicity. It was uh, it was uh, uh, defrauding the American voter. And hopefully heads will roll. When it comes to Hunter Biden himself, and I don't know if you want to opine about this or not, but um, the suggestion I got from Giuliani was that you probably see Hunter be charged with tax evasion and not a whole lot else, and that'll be his slap on the wrist. You have any idea what this guy might be facing, if anything? I don't know. I, I mean, it doesn't seem like it would be just tax evasion for the length of this grand jury. Um, it's been going on for a long time in Delaware there, so I don't know. And the way that the media is constantly crowing about it, yeah. um, you know our good friend Michael Pelka, right? Oh, yeah. Love Mike. Yeah. So he and I do um, Dark to Light podcast Mondays and Wednesdays together now. And he was telling me since he lives there, there's some murmurings about how serious this is going to be in his home state of Delaware. So I'm not sure if it's just going to be tax evasion, which is serious enough. Um, it seems like they're really digging in there because, again, I don't think that they're all too keen about keeping Biden. I don't think they care. Yeah. I think they know he's a detriment to what they're trying to accomplish at this point. So. It is uh, Tracy Beans, UncoveredDC.com. Go check out that story about them uh, spying on the wrong guy and just keeping on spying on the wrong guy, which is crazy. So, Tracy, we've heard in the big media over the past month or so that Trump is suing. And I'm not really clear, and those who are watching and listening aren't really clear, on who he's suing and over what. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing the DNC, maybe Hillary Clinton's campaign, because it's been exposed, of course, something that we've already known, that the dossier was fake and that, um, that it was financed by the DNC and by Hillary Clinton. Who yeah. is he suing, and, and what does he hope to gain? He's suing everyone. Okay, um, there you go. <laughs> he's, suing, um, he's suing James Comey, Andrew McCabe. He's suing DNC, suing Hillary Clinton. He's suing Lisa Strzok, uh, Lisa Page and Peter Strzok. Yeah. He's suing um, Igor Denchenko. He's suing, uh, not Denchenko, that's probably the wrong name. Off the top of my head, I can't remember his name. Igor, so, what's his face? We just call him Igor, what's his face? Yeah, yeah, Igor, what's his face? He's suing everybody, basically. And he's he's saying it's a RICO lawsuit. It's a, it's a RICO lawsuit that he's filed. And it's interesting because it's in Florida where his residence is right now. And he has had two magistrate judges recused from the case already, saying for no reason given, just we're recusing ourselves from this, there's a conflict of some kind. And the actual judge... Middlebrooks, who is taking the case, they filed a paper um, or a motion the other day to have him disqualified because he was appointed by Bill Clinton. Right. And yesterday, the judge responded saying, no, I think I'm good. I've never spoken to the Clintons before in 25 years since I've been appointed. I have no relationship with them. I can handle this the same way I do all of my other cases impartially and said, I'm not leaving. So I'm staying. So those other two wow. magistrates left. But he stayed. So why are they leaving? No, it's, it's very interesting. And when it comes to, to all these people being sued, there should be hell to pay. I hope that he gets a, you know $8 trillion out of them because what they did was so disgusting. And I can't believe they were actually finding out about it, to be honest with you. And it might play into what you're saying about, about even the far left being done with Biden. I don't think they want Kamala Harris either. She's been even you know even more of a failure. She doesn't have dementia. So, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I think that they, they, they probably look at this as, all right, this is a major problem. They're still pushing propaganda to stop Trump from... From, from running again. They're doing everything they can, pulling all the stops that they can. But just to go back on what you said about Don Jr., had he faced the same exact laptop situation as Hunter Biden, what would have happened to him? Let me take it to even a lesser level than that. What about the regular citizens who stupidly went into the Capitol and trespassed on January 6th? How many of them still haven't seen the light of day? How many of them don't have the ability to get a lawyer and get out and, and get bail? I mean, this is a constitutional right to get bail or bond, and they're not allowed to, to, to get out. And some of them that were locked up for a year plus are getting out with no charges. They're like, okay, we're dropping all the charges. How about them? Yeah, I know. And, you know, the crazy thing is I was reading a, a case the other day where it's two terrorists 
and somebody who's embezzled money internationally. And the judge let them out on bail. Wow. And they were out with travel restrictions of just three states that they were allowed to travel. And I'm like, there are people sitting and rotting in solitary confinement right now who are at most allegedly, um, you know, guilty of, of misdemeanor trespass. Right. Literally. It's not even destruction world. of property, just being there. Yep. It's third world. And, and nobody wants to talk about it. Now, there's a lot of people very scared to talk about that because, you know, they don't want the hammer to come down on them because clearly this administration and this Justice Department does not care about the Constitution at all, your rights or anything. Where do those people go to get their lives back once they're acquitted? Where? It's a great question. I know some of them, like the one guy was really desperately sick um, and he was still kept behind bars for no reason. Is Tracy Beans, you will you will do yourself a misservice or a disservice if you don't go to Uncover DC right now. UncoverDC.com, incredible journalism, great lady. We love okay. having you on, Tracy. Part of the family. Sing a song soon with us. What's the matter with you? Sing, sing a song. Oh, we're out of time. Look at that. No, no, <laughs> Tracy, I appreciate you. We'll talk to you very soon. Go to UncoverDC.com. Thank you, Tracy. Thanks, Joe. All right, we're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. Great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. We appreciate Tracy Beans coming on. Make sure you stop by her website, UncoverDC.com. UncoverDC.com. Great journalism. Uncovering, honestly, what's happening in, in Washington, D.C. and well beyond. Always greatly sourced. Always well well reported. And the journalism is top-notch. Let me tell you in the meantime about um, Eden Pure. Eden Pure Thunderstorm, these air fresheners are really, really something else. I had not experienced them before very recently when they came on and started sponsoring the show. Checked it out. They've got proven oxy technology. Quickly destroys viruses, odors, mold, and more. Freshens your home. Gets rid of any odor, litter boxes, trash cans, cigarette smoke, dirty diapers, and more. You know you probably have a smelly room in the house. You know you probably do. So why not get one of these and, and get it taken care of? Over 200,000 of these have been sold, so you know that it works. It's called the Eden Pure Thunderstorm. Never breathe dirty air again. No filters to buy either like those other ones. Takes up no floor space. Plugs directly into the wall. Have to worry about making room for it. It's nearly silent. It's even great to use in the bedroom, okay? So make sure you get a, a three-pack of these right now for a special deal because you listen to my program, EdenPureDeals.com, EdenPureDeals.com, discount code PAGS3. You go there, save $200 right now. That means the total price for three of these units is about $200. bucks. you are saving $200 as it goes. Um, EdenPureDeals.com, EdenPureDeals.com, discount code PAGS3, P-A-G-S, the number three. Shipping is free as well. All right, 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Those of you waiting for part three, I can see part two of my interview with Joe Pistone, the guy who was Donnie Brasco, uh, undercover for six years, infiltrated the mafia in New York, the mob, and uh, lived to tell about it. He, part two is coming up next hour. You're not going to want to miss it. We get into how he went from the Colombo family to the Bonanno family, um, how he ran into Michael Franzese just for a moment back then. They're good friends now. And uh, exactly what ended up happening with Lefty, with Sonny Black, with everybody else. Make sure you stick around for that. Plus, there's an update, a court ruling that you're not going to like if you're a federal employee when it comes to vaccine mandates. 
888-941-PAGS. Go to JoePags.com right now. We're back after this. This is the Joe Pags Show.